0: Hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast, a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church, where we share stories of God's transforming power as seen in the lives of our church members. Well, hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast. My name is Nate Trawick and I am joined today by Patrick Wortman. Patrick, thanks for joining.
1: Absolutely, man. I'm glad to be here.
0: So uh, Patrick is uh, actually my in-home small group leader, so grateful for that. But uh, maybe Patrick, just share a little bit about yourself uh, for those who are listening.
1: Uh well, I uh teach high school and uh have a beautiful wife and we are expecting uh our first baby. Yeah. So, pretty soon. Yeah, in a couple weeks. So we're really excited Let's about see. that.
0: Yeah, I think this this episode should go out that week. So Perfect. Hey. <laughs> y'all might be in the hospital when this episode comes out. Awesome. Something to listen to, I guess. Yeah, yeah, give you something to listen to. Very cool. So Patrick, uh just maybe just share a little bit about your story. Start Beginning, middle, end, wherever you want to start, just share um, kind of some of the stuff that God's done in your life.
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, well, I grew up in a Christian household, um, started out Catholic, and then uh, we kind of don't really remember that point, but that's what my family says. Uh, we uh, moved over to a Baptist church, started going, and then got really involved there. Uh, and then we just kind of church hopped for a little bit. Hmm. Uh, and then eventually just stopped going as a family. Um, I don't really remember why, but uh, it just happened. Uh, then I started going to a church down the street from me. I had found um, it was uh, pretty welcoming for the most part. Uh, I got involved in the student ministry. Uh, I was in high school at that point in time, 11th grade, I think. And uh, it was just a... Uh, a, a you know, fun place to go, I suppose, uh, continued on after I graduated high school and just started uh, helping out with the youth ministry even more, uh, ended up interning there and uh, built stages, did media, all that sort of stuff, um, and, uh, you know, it was just kind of a thing I did. It was uh, about that, like, that was it, hmm. so it Kind of didn't really feel like church but i kind of felt like i was a christian you know uh because i was going to church and i was doing all the stuff i was going to the sermons but wasn't really paying attention because i was doing the behind the scenes stuff with the uh, student ministry so never really had the time to go to the main services um and i just kind of did that for a few years and uh you know just didn't think much of it um Uh, Yeah. And then, uh, so years later down the line, um, after interning and, uh, you know, building rapport with some of the leaders there, uh, my dad got diagnosed with, uh, cancer. Uh, that was back in 2013. Uh, we found out after he had been on some diabetes drugs, um, and uh the doctors apparently had not told us that uh those drugs one of the side effects was cancer uh so we found that out and in uh what was that january twenty thirteen and uh you know I was obviously in denial you know i was twenty one at the time you know my dad was my dad and uh you know, so I just kind of ignored it for the most part. Didn't go to the hospitals with him. Wouldn't do any of that stuff. Just kind of was like, well, it, it's going to go away. It, it, it's going to be fine. And uh, as time went on, it was evident it was not going away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he started getting a little, I don't want to say scared, but scared. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, so he knew I was, I was at the church helping out working. And, uh, he asked me to ask one of the pastors to come and pray with him, you know, as the year had gone by. And, uh, I, of course I said, absolutely. So I, you know, went to the church leadership and I talked to the pastors there and they were like, yeah, well, absolutely. We'll come. And, uh, never did. Mm -hmm. And I reached out again. I was like, hey, you know, I'm st- we're still waiting. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. And never did. And then third time, I said, yeah, same thing. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. And they never did. And at that point, it was too late. Hmm. And he passed in November. So January to November, it just took him out. Um, and it was at that moment that I pretty much despised the church and turned from God uh, and from that point on, I just kind of took a turn for the worst, got in with the wrong crowd in college um, started drinking a little bit more uh, you know did things I regret in life and Uh, the entire time like I always had that kind of nagging like I shouldn't be doing this Mm. but I didn't care um you know and I stopped going to church because you know it it sucked it hurt Mm. and my dad died without any sort of you know pastoral presence and that's one of the big things that he wanted and You know, it kind of, kind of fell on me trying, and when it didn't happen, you know, I felt like I'd let him down. So, Mm -hmm. just you know, all these different things, you know, adding up, adding up, and uh, you know, I just didn't want anything to do with the church. I didn't want anything to do with God, and and I just lived my life. And uh, eventually, you know, I got I got tired of it, just living my life. Um, not like. Not like negatively or anything, uh, <laughs> uh, but just exhausted, you know, mm-hmm. like I've, I've always wanted a family. I've always wanted to get married and have kids. It's always been my dream since I was, since I was a kid and I was tired of that not happening. You know, every single time I'd try to have a relationship, uh, something would happen and it wouldn't work out and it was only like a couple of days and, you know, whatever, uh, but then you know I just decided to just stop it's like I'm done I'm done pursuing all this you know whatever uh and then I met my now wife um and we started talking and uh you know I could tell just right off the bat that she was different um So it was, you know, getting to know her, getting to know her. And then she uh, invited me to church, in Maysville. Um, She's been going here with her family. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but there was the – they got the shirts that say, Who's Your One? Um, I know that was going on, and I'm, apparently I was her one. Uh, <laughs> so she had asked me if I would, you know – ever want to come to church with her and and i said yes after a few after a few uh, weeks and uh, i started coming and it definitely was different it wasn't what i was used to you know in a church uh but it was a good different hmm. and uh you know again I, I knew all the answers i knew all the things to say uh, you know and Sunday school answer of Jesus and all that (laughs) stuff. Uh, But it didn't really do much growing up. Uh, But then, you know, the more we talk and the more I'm just, you know, falling for this girl, uh, the more I see, like, how God is using her to get to me, kind of like, you know, dangling. Dangling a a carrot in front of a donkey. You know, I'm just a stubborn mule, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But so we just would continue talking and we talk about the future and everything. And we were just clicking and meshing. And uh, it was at that point that I stopped drinking. You know, I just didn't want to. She didn't like it. And, you know, I didn't really care about it. But I just decided to stop. You know, I figured if I have to make a choice, I'm going to choose her. Uh, and I haven't had a drink since, uh, and then the next, next year, uh, rolls around and, uh, you know, I just keep getting this conviction, you know, who am I and like, what am I doing with my life? And, uh, it was, I want to say like beginning of February, I just finally just fell to my knees one night at home and was just, you know, having a weird experience, (laughs) but weird as in good. Like, I got saved that night, Hmm. and uh, it was for real this time.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, through the years, you know, back in the day, I was always re-saying the prayer, and I've been baptized more times, than I can count doing all that, but it was at this point that, you know, I felt, truly saved you know i truly felt mm. i know where i'm going if i die at any point point. and uh we had a well, i think it was gatlinburg trip <laughs> coming up uh that weekend actually and uh actually that's where i met you mm. for for realsies yeah and uh i remember going on that uh, I was a little little hesitant, but excited. You know, I didn't know anybody, new guy, uh, a little older than everyone, but I went and uh, got baptized in the pool on the last day of there. You remember, right? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for
0: the record, uh, I may or may not have overslept with the speaker for the weekend that morning, so uh, we were, me and Jacob Griffin, for those of you who remember Jacob, we were in a room together and... Uh, alarm clock didn't go off. So we missed uh, Patrick's (laughs) baptism. So that was a great way to start the relationship.
1: (laughs) It's all right. I love this man. He's a good guy. Uh, but yeah, from, from that point on, I've, uh, I've just been pursuing the Lord as best as I can and trying to be a better person, trying to be a different person and, and who I was created to be.
0: Cool. So just listening
1: you know. Yeah, that was a lot. I'm sorry. No, no,
0: no. I'm, I, you know, one thing wants want you to be able to tell your story. I don't want to interrupt a lot, but just thinking back through like everything, um, several things stood out. Um, you mentioned that the church you were going to, it didn't feel like church.
1: What, what about it didn't feel like church? So it was not a mega church, but it was definitely one of those, uh, feel good churches. You know, what does what does the Batman movie say about Jesus Christ? Uh, I kid you not, that was one of the sermons. Mm. Uh, that sort of thing, you know, the, where the worship music is a hired rock band. Um, just, just didn't feel like a temple, mm. almost. More like a, a show mm. uh, with the, you know, laser lights, fog machines, all that stuff, the whole shebang. Um, pastor as I you know as I come to realize after you know working there never knew my name even while I worked there mm-hmm. so didn't feel like a home kind of mm-hmm. how did that shape the way that you see church oh man it it killed it I mean I, I had no desire I devoted you know every day of my summer to helping to build this church you know, even as much as I could mm-hmm. pouring out, you know, physically, mentally, everything, uh, into that church and, and for the pastor not to even know who I am, other than, hey, I've seen you around, but not even a a, a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just kinda made me not want to be involved anymore. Yeah. Um you know, completely different from Maysville.
0: Yeah. A lot of people, you know, struggle with church hurt. Mm-hmm. That's a big reason when you talk to people about, hey, you know, why don't, why don't you go to church? It's because, oh, well, something happened, you know, yep. bad experience, yep. you know. And and certainly, you know, the people in the church are humans. Absolutely, yeah. Um, And, you know, uh, when you're in a relationship with people, people are going to do things that hurt you. Of course, yeah. Um, But I do sense there's, like, a real difference between, like, a relational problem and, like, church hurt to the level that you're talking about um how how do you heal how do you process church hurt how do you get to a point where you are now where you're plugged back into the church
1: honestly uh for me personally it took a lot to finally forgive the church and that's probably the key thing is despite the wrongdoing that you've had against you despite anything the church has done you know God calls us to forgive you know forgive your brother anything that you do you would want to be forgiven for hmm. uh, and it took it took a lot for me to realize and come to the point where I was okay with saying I forgive you and, you know, obviously I, I haven't gone to the church and said, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Like, no, I'm not doing that. But I know that I've forgiven them for what they've done to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the biggest thing is if you truly want to pursue God on the level that, you know, he wants to be pursued, you know, to live as die to Christ. To, to um, I'm sorry. Whew. To live as Christ, to die as gain. I mean, Christ forgave. Hmm. You know, God forgave by sending Christ. And you now, who am I to say, "No, I'm never gonna forgive you"? Hmm. So, so that was the biggest step and and the biggest obstacle to overcome all in one. And uh, once I did that, it was a huge burden lifted. Yeah. And from that point on, I, you know, I haven't. Not, 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 Haven't cared, but haven't cared about it. If that, mm. you know, if that makes sense. Uh, but I tell you, man, it's it's exhausting running from God. <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting. It tires you out. And you know, when you finally decide, you no, know, I'm 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 done running. What What do you want from me? He'll will let you know, and mm. that's that's what he let me know. You know, I got to forgive, and I did. So when you think about
0: mega churches that kind of church um a lot of scrutiny i think recently has come onto those types of churches um thinking about there's you know podcast out uh Rise and Fall of Mars Hill talks about the ministry of Mark Driscoll um how a, a ministry built around a person or a personality um you know, is, is problematic. Uh, you think about, I know, uh, discovery plus just released a documentary on Hillsong. Um, and it, and literally the whole point of the thing is basically to expose megachurches as, you know, faults and problematic and, and all that. Um, what about, what, what from your experience was the, was the, the miss, the missing thing, um, <clears throat> I know you mentioned like the focus being on a show and lights and, and all that, but what would you say if that's what was wrong, what is missing from from those types of churches
1: being a biblical church the bible honestly hmm. you know the the pastor would come out sit in a chair unwrap his ipad and do his thing his thing yeah Hmm. exactly (laughs) didn't didn't come with a bible nothing you know yeah verses get put up on the big screens all over but the camera is always on the pastor and i think that's a big deal Hmm. and i think it's the wrong big deal Hmm. you know i mean here at maysville we we get the word before every sermon. The word, the, the sermons are focused on the word. And I love that. And hmm. you know, I've never, ever been anywhere else that did that. And it's refreshing. Yeah. Honestly. And I think that's, what's missing hmm. is the refreshing word of God.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I read a quote this week, you know, think about a lot of these bigger churches, um, a uh, quote by, uh, Martin Luther, the reformer, not the civil rights activist. Um, said that the pulpit is the throne of God's Word. Um, I thought that was beautiful. Just mm-hmm. a picture of, you know, thinking about the difference in, in the approach of um, maybe a church like Maysville that does value the Word of God, that has a pulpit that a preacher preaches from behind, as opposed to so many churches today where the pastor just gets up, like you said, has the iPad, has a little coffee table, stands up there and talks about whatever he wants to talk about, and then goes and sits down. Um, I think we undervalue that a lot. Um, and when we do, we overvalue ourselves. Um, which, just in thinking about uh, your story, I think you see that even in, unfortunately, that pastor's ministry. Uh, you know, when you are so tied up in other things and not in ministry, not what his role as a pastor should have been, um, that you fail to care for the flock. And that's, that's a huge problem. Um, how. Um, at the time like what was your response to a pastor that you went to uh, I know you mentioned you were frustrated but walk us through kind of that those interactions was he just like totally like yeah I'll be there and then just didn't show up like? it was multiple
1: pastors m- yeah. multiple pastoral staff members that that I went to and mm-hmm. all of them would say the same thing yeah we'll be there mm-hmm. but that was that was all that was left it's as if they, you know, took my request and put it on their whatever board. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they didn't, maybe they just threw it in the trash. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah. You make a request, yeah. I mean, we're human, we forget things, but I feel like if it was something that you truly care about, it's it's gonna be something nagging at you. <laughs> know maybe it's a you know there was something i was supposed to do i can't remember i wonder what that was and then when they see some sort of indicator like we're refreshed you're like oh yeah that's what it was no it was as if i had never talked to them before every single time i had asked Hmm. it's as if if i was asking for the first time every time and that cut yeah i want (laughs) to excuse me
0: you're good um i want to dig um into a little bit. You mentioned, you know, growing up in church, even getting involved in church. Um, again, along with church hurt, that seems to be a story that we see a lot in the church today. Um, and I think part of it goes to the style of the church, like we've talked about, um, the focus not being on the, the Word of God. Uh, people don't grow, people don't have an opportunity to truly hear the gospel. Um, but what would be your evaluation of the difference between religion in a
1: relationship? Well, to me, a relationship takes work and uh, religion is an excuse. Huh. You know, a relationship, you have to put in effort. A relationship is not just going to happen on its own and flourish on its own. And you just sit on your couch doing nothing, you know that, that's not the way it works. That's how an excuse works, you know, so religion, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church, I don't read my Bible, but you know i I know I know the answer, yeah, sure i know I know what two plus two is, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm not doing anything. To pursue, in the in in this relationship, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how I see it. Is is you know, relationships you you have to put in that effort, mm-hmm. and it works both ways. I mean, you know, God's put in all the effort. I mean, I I need to do my part in this. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's not a religion. He's a he's a God. Mm-hmm. I mean, how else can you? <laughs> what else can you say about that? <laughs> he yeah. he literally has done all he can for me. Yeah more than he needed to and 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 that's not what a religion does that's that's what my god does yeah and that's a relationship i want to have yeah someone who's willing to do all that stuff for me shoot sign me up Mm. yeah
0: and i mean even you mentioned talking about like religion you had all the answers just like you Mm. were just talking about but you didn't have that assurance yeah maybe just share like what was that assurance like well explain that assurance for maybe people who don't understand (laughs) what that is
1: you ever get chills watching a tv show or a movie and the, you know you think something crazy is gonna happen and then it does and you're like oh yeah that's awesome like you know i'm glad i'm watching this and it's like oh i'm so happy about that like oh that was that was cool you know you leave the theater excited uh it's kind of like that you know it's it's that wow that wow factor mm-hmm. you know it's it's I, I know for sure. I mean, it's hard to explain, but hmm. you know, that's, that's probably about as close as I can get is that, you know, goosebumps type of feeling, you know. Uh, now I'm just rambling on about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think about, when
0: I think about assurance, I think about the um the scene in Pilgrim's. Have you ever Pilgrim's Progress?
1: Uh, I tried a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, I'm still on chapter one. <laughs>
0: So so there's a scene in Pilgrim's Progress where the main character, Christian, uh, throughout the story is carrying a, a, a load of stuff on his back, and eventually he comes to the cross and he lays that down at the cross. Oh, and yeah. And it's just like this, like, weight off of you. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, you, and you realize, like, A, you know the gospel. Like, I know without a shadow of doubt in my heart right now that Jesus died for my sins, rose again. Like, there's this, like, confidence. Yeah. That didn't exist before, um, and I knew before.
1: Yeah, I knew. Yeah, okay. Jesus, certainly, like, and that's the re- and that's that religion aspect that you're saying mm. is is we know, you know, you can read it in a in a textbook. This is this, and this is this. This happened here. This happened here. But is different when you read it again and have that relationship, mm. and you just kind of plug it in this happened for me this happened for me and it's just a cool feeling
0: yeah Yeah. so when you think about the your, your journey as a whole your life as a whole how has everything that's happened shaped the way that you depend on god on a daily basis
1: I need him. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't do anything without him. I mean, he has blessed me beyond what I deserve. You know, I've 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 got a wife. She said yes, thankfully. <laughs> I've got I've got a baby on the way, you know, and and none of this would exist, you know, without without God. I mean literally he he made all of this so without him this wouldn't be a thing uh but i'm rambling and forgot your question how has it all shaped your dependence on god yes yes uh i you know i i i struggle at work a lot you know it's 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 been rough couple years with covid and everything teaching and you know the the way that the kids are acting lately and their lack of wanting to learn uh, so you know i struggle with my days, but it's that quiet time that I have Mm. in the mornings that helps me to kind of focus on the positives and helps me to try to be the best I can be, you know, God's got me in this position, what do you, what do you got for me today? What do you need me to do today? What is, what is your will, Mm. you know, and how can I help achieve that? Um, And when I don't have those quiet times in the mornings, I've discovered, uh, my day sucks. (laughs) I mean, flat out, it's just like a depressing day. Uh, but it's a drastic change when, when I do, you know, have that quiet time with him, getting the word in the morning before I walk in the building. Uh, yeah, it's still difficult, but it's manageable. Hmm. Um, and that's really where that dependency comes in is, is, you know, it's not, it's a night and day thing. If, if I don't have him by my side, you know, walking with me and, and carrying me when I need him to, it, it it's going to be a suck day. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's very true.
1: <laughs> very true. Uh,
0: so just la- last question. Um, and this seems to be, I, this is not intentional, but um, I think it's a good question to end with. Um, and it's become like a question I ask basically everybody. Um, you know, obviously as people, we go through a lot, um, and different people have different struggles, different people have different stories. Um, and so when you look at your life and you look at all that you've been through from, you know, growing up church hopping, you know, to church hurt, to losing your dad to living in a life that was not glorifying to God to finding Cassie coming to Maysville finding the Lord and now growing and serving and being a part of all that goes on here how how have you seen God use your life for his glory
1: well um I've definitely become a different person, and I think that honestly would speak volumes if you know if you knew me before, you know I used to be a fake christian and and people saw uh but i don't I don't do any of that anymore uh I'm a new person, and when I go to work uh, you know I try to you know exemplify you know personify what it what it means to be a Christian in a relationship with God. Um, and it's starting to bear fruit, hmm. you know, even at even in the public school system. Um, I've got students, I'm actually, you know, funny that we're talking about it. Today, before one of my kids left class for the day, he came up and he showed me, uh, you know, an Amazon order, he said I just ordered three different versions of the Bible and I wanted to read through and compare each one as I go. And he was like and he was like thank you for, you know, giving me the these ideas and t- pointing me in the right direction. You know, I'm excited. Hmm. And then you know, gave him a fist bump. I was like, you know, that's awesome, dude. Let yeah. me know how it is. I yeah. mean, you don't you don't get that unless God's there. Hmm. And I think that's definitely, you know, bringing glory to Him. I mean, the the young people nowadays they it's, they're in a they're in a struggling world, mm. and, and and that's because you know everyone is just trying to cast out the Creator. Yeah. But you know, it just just through little things, you know, how I've been acting, uh, prayer request box in my room versus on the board. You know, encouragement for these kids, and they notice. Mm. They notice, and and it's not me that they're ultimately noticing. Mm. I think, yep. I think it's God, and and I think it's going to have an effect. I'm, I mean, obviously, it is, yep. based on my conversation today. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. Mm. And, and I think that's definitely bringing bringing glory to Him because if I. have if i was doing what i was doing before teaching these kids you know i i wouldn't be doing this mm. and, and that kid might not have been so ecstatic about coming to you know say hey i got, i ordered these three different versions of the bible mm. that, that wouldn't be happening so I, I you know all glory to god in that aspect for sure yeah. you know he's definitely saved my life and i'm hoping that he's yeah. going to continue saving others yeah absolutely um
0: you know, I I just want to, you know, public school teachers get it rough (laughs) (laughs) and uh, in a lot of ways your hands are tied. um, Yeah. But, you know, it's good to hear that there's public school teachers still um, who love the Lord and who aren't afraid to make a difference. So I I really appreciate you for that. I
1: mean, the way I look at it, you know, I'm, I'm here for the Lord. He gave me this job. If, if it's my time to lose it, he's got something better for me. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, and that's faith. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Patrick, man, I, I really appreciate you absolutely. taking time. To Thanks for asking on. me on.
0: Yeah. And uh, for those of you listening, I hope the conversation we had uh, was encouraging and challenging to you. And we hope to have you back next week. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. The Rejoicing Together podcast is a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church. We hope and pray that this episode has encouraged and will challenge you to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you would like more information about the church, our other ministries, or information about how to support those ministries, please visit maysvillebaptist.net. If you have a question about the podcast or would like to speak with a pastor, please contact the church. Again, Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a blessed day.